0: Are we ready for the Word of God this morning? Yes. Well, we are uh, diving into a brand new series of teaching this morning. And uh, as we begin, let me begin this morning with a story. And uh, the story goes something like this. That, um, the year was 2008, and there was a young, handsome man. Um, let's just call him Steve for the sake of argument. <laughs> and uh, he, had, he had a beautiful bride... Again, just for the sake of argument, let's call her Kirstie. And It was a hot summer's day. Towards the end of the summer, it was blistering hot. And uh, his wife was pregnant, Steve's wife was pregnant. And they decided that one day they were going to go uh, for a walk on this day, this blistering hot day, and, and they began their walk, and they're, they're walking in the forest, and if you, can, if you can picture it, it's like the most romantic walk you can imagine. It's, it's pretty much like this Steve and Kirsty, whoever they were, were like Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, just enjoying one another's fellowship, just enjoying the fellowship of God, and, and they're walking, and it's... it's blistering hot in case i haven't mentioned that it really is hot on this day and and that's quite a key thought in the stories you'll see in a moment and so they're walking in this forest and they get to a point where there's multiple different pathways that you can take you know that moment in a forest where you look and uh, and you look around and you think oh which route should we take and so this this steve decided with confidence and boldness this way being the man of the household who was leading the direction for his bride and his unborn child. And so they went in in that way, and they carried on, and they came to another set of pathways. And again, he looked around and said, this way, and they led the way. And this carried on for quite a while, and the walk became longer and longer. And as they began to walk, this realization came upon this Steve um, that potentially they were lost. And so they carried on walking, but obviously being the, the, the young, slightly prideful person that he thought, he thought oh, I'm just going to carry on and hopefully no one will realise and we'll end up doing a loop and we'll end up back of the car. And as they're walking, he heard these words that he was hoping wouldn't come out of the mouth of his bride when she said, we're lost, aren't we? <laughs> and his response was, no, no, we're, we're not lost. We know where we're going. And and we're going this way and carried on. And then came the next words, which were actually worse than the first question that came from his bride, who was pregnant on this blistering hot day, if I hadn't mentioned that, where she said, Okay, well, can I have some of the water then? And at that moment, he realised that actually all the water had been drunk mainly by himself. (laughs) There was no water left, there was no food left that was in the car. And so at that point, she said, So you don't have any water and we're lost. Well, that's one way of looking at it, Bride. Um, but but there's another way of looking at it, and, and we'll be right back where we began at some point. And, and so eventually we carried on, we carried on. It was getting later and later, and my wife was getting hungrier and hungrier and thirstier and thirstier. And eventually we made it back to the car. That's kind of how it went, right? If you want to know another version, we did make it back to the car, and somehow I'm still alive to share this story this morning. Yeah, she's full of grace, yes. Do you know, <laughs> sometimes you'll take the wrong pathway in life and it won't matter a whole lot other than as a, as a prideful man you'll have to grovel an apology to your wife. But other times there are pathways that we take in life that are a lot more serious than that. And some of the pathways we choose to walk down in our life can cause us to end up in places that we don't want to be and can have devastating and long-term effects on our lives. And so today we're beginning a brand new series a short series entitled Pathways that we're going to be in uh, in each of our churches each of our locations of family church because in this Kairos moment that we're in and remember we're not moving on from Kairos it wasn't just a teaching series it was something this moment that we're in and um, I mentioned in the weekly email last week we gave out some fridge magnets um, and so if you didn't grab one of those last week then grab one today they're at the table at the back We want you to just place them on your fridge where you go most often and you will see that Kairos before you as a constant reminder of the season that we're in. But in this Kairos moment, we want to make sure that we're taking the right pathways in our lives, that we're choosing the right paths to walk on. Now, when you think of pathways, what do they do? One of the main things they do is they provide direction, right? That if you go down a certain path, you will end up in a certain location. They determine your future. That if you choose to walk down this path, you're going to end up over here. But if you choose to walk down that path, you'll end up over there. And we're left with a choice. Which path will I take? Will I take this path or will I take that path? Listen, as it is in the natural, so it is in the spiritual. That every single day, there are pathways that we can choose. And those pathways to provide direction for our lives. And they also determine our future. Now, why does this actually matter? It matters because who you are today is a direct result of the pathways you've previously chosen to walk down. And it matters because who you will be in your future will be a direct result of the pathways that you choose to walk down today. So here's a question I want to throw out at you this morning. And I want us to be thinking on this as we journey through some different scriptures today. The first question that I want to throw at you today is this. What path are you on and where will it take you? Think about that for a moment in your life. What path are you on and where will it take you? Think about it in your walk with God. Are you on a pathway that's going to draw you closer and closer to who God is and and you're going to have a more intimate and powerful relationship with him? Or are you on a pathway where you feel yourself drifting away from church, drifting away from God, drifting away from where you used to be with him? In your relationships, which pathway are you on and where Will it take you in your marriage, in your parenting, in your career, in your job? What pathway are you on and where will it take you? In your finances. Are you on a pathway that's going to lead you to a greater place of freedom in your finances where you're able to be generous to those around you? Or are you in a place where you're on a pathway of ever greater debt and worry in your life? What pathway are you on and where will it take you? In your health, in all these different areas of your life. Because your future will be determined by the path that you choose to walk down today. Now for many people, if they were to be honest, and this may include you this morning, if they were to think about this, they would say, do you know what, I don't actually give this much thought. I don't actually really think about the pathways that I'm on. It it just kind of happens. You don't live your life with any sense of intentionality, hoping that you're going to end up at the right destination. But the Bible makes it clear that we have to be actually intentional about this. Because some pathways are godly pathways for our lives when others clearly aren't. Now, Proverbs 4, verse 26 is a key verse for this series. It's a verse upon which we're building this whole series of teaching this morning and and over the next couple of weeks. It says this Give careful thought to the paths of your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Give careful thought to the paths of your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. The Amplified puts it this way. Consider well and watch carefully the path of your feet. So in this short series, that's what we're going to be equipping and encouraging you to do in your life. To be intentional about the paths that you're walking down, and the paths that you're going to choose in future. To be intentional about how you are living your life, and the direction that your life is traveling in. Because we want to end up in great destinations for ourselves, and for our families. Amen? So let's be intentional about this. Now, in Matthew chapter 7, Jesus is preaching this uh, message which is now commonly known as the Sermon on the Mount. He was preaching a sermon, he was on the mountainside, so they put it together, it's a Sermon on the Mount. And he, he shares all these different thoughts about life. He talks about prayer, he shares all these parables that talk about different aspects of our lives. And within the context of that sermon, he says these words that are recorded for us in, in Matthew seven thirteen 13-14, just turn there for a moment. And I want to read this from the Amplified paraphrase, and it says this. Now, he's primarily talking about salvation, but we're going to talk about how it applies to other things as well. Enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate, and broad and easy to travel is the path that leads the way to destruction and eternal loss. And there are many who enter through it. But small is the gate. And narrow and difficult is to travel is the path that leads the way to everlasting life. And there are few who find it. So as I said, Jesus is talking primarily here about salvation and the way to salvation, the road to salvation. But there's a broader application we can apply here about the paths that we choose to walk down in our lives. Jesus said there are easy paths. And they're easy to travel on and they're broad and there's not much difficulty about them. And there's many people going on this path and you'll be surrounded by others in your life as you go down this easy and gentle path. But he says there's a narrow path and, and it's narrow and it's difficult and it's, it's difficult terrain to walk on. You know when you've walked somewhere and it's not an easy walk, it's, it's difficult, it's, it's, it's treacherous terrain. And he says this is a, a difficult route but it is a place that will lead to a destination of life in your world. The easy path is not always the better way. And so Jesus says when it comes to our eternal salvation, it's a binary choice. There's either the fact that you're on this pathway that says you're saved in Jesus, or there's another pathway that says that you're eternally lost without him. It's a binary choice. But you know the reality is that in all aspects of a life, really, we're left with a binary choice. If you took a, a bird's eye view of the pathways of your life, often there's just two choices. There's a godly route or there's an ungodly route in different aspects of your life. What path are you on and where is it taking you? Now, the question that you may respond with in this moment might well be, well, well how do we know what pathways we should be on? How do I know which route I should take in my life? And here's the incredibly simple answer. God has given us a map. God has given us a a route. God has given us directions. It's called the Bible. right? If you take me back to the story at the beginning of our message, if only we'd had a a map or a route, we could have got to the car a whole lot quicker. And, And the Bible gives us the route that we should go for our lives. Deuteronomy 5, verse 33. It says, you are to walk... In every pathway that the Lord your God has commanded you. So that life may go well with you. How many of you want your life to go well for you? What, the rest of you want a rubbish life, right? The majority of us want life to go well. And the Bible gives us a clear direction for that. It says, walking every pathway that God has commanded you to walk in. And you will prolong your days in the land that you will possess. Psalm 119, 105. The word is a lamp for my feet. A Light for my pathway now if you 've ever been walking in the forest late at night or, or if you 've ever had that, that moment when how many of you have ever been camping in a tent and you 've had that moment many of you will know this moment where maybe it 's raining outside and and, and the rain is bashing against the tent and the tent is shaking in the wind and, and you've just got comfortable in your, in your sleeping bag. Some of you know where I'm heading with this. You've just got comfortable and you've you found that position on that blow-up mattress that actually deflates every single night and you have to pump it up again. You, you've just found that position and suddenly that momentary thought comes into your mind. I need a wee. Right? We've all been there, right? You're in that moment where you're just drifting off in the tent And outside it sounds horrendous. You're like, I'm so glad, Jesus. I'm in this this cuddly, warm sleeping bag. I need a wee. And so in that moment, you know you need to head over to the other side. And it always feels like the toilet block is absolutely miles away. And so you need to head over there. What do you need in that moment? You need a torch in order to find your way in the dark to that destination. The Word is a lamp for our feet that shows us where we're to be going in our life. And I know, again, that's an incredibly simple thing to say, but how often do we need reminding of the basics of our faith? So, the Bible, especially the book of Proverbs, and we're going to be in Proverbs a lot over the next couple of weeks, is full of wisdom on what paths to take in life and also which ones to avoid. Let me share a few pathways that the Bible speaks of and says, You should be on this pathway, and other pathways that it says, You should avoid this. The Bible talks of the pathways of righteousness and uprightness. Proverbs four verse eighteen. Says, But the path of the just, the righteous, is like the light of dawn that shines brighter and brighter until it reaches its full strength and glory in the perfect day. The Bible talks about straight paths and crooked paths, one that we should be on, one that we should avoid, and it talks about where we'll end up if we choose to go down the crooked paths. It talks of a pathway of wisdom and understanding. There's so much in Proverbs about the fact that God wants you on this pathway that will lead to you walking in his wisdom for your life. The, the Bible talks about the pathways of life and death, again, the binary choice that we're left with, the paths of justice. The Bible talks about the pathway of purity, one that many people in our world aren't walking on today, the pathway of faith. And so the Bible says that we're left with a choice. Will we walk down godly pathways or ungodly paths? pathways. What path are you on and where will it take you? Because where you are right now is a direct result of the pathways that you've previously walked on and where you will end up in your tomorrows will be a direct result of the pathways that you choose to walk on today. Let me pull it another way, ask you another question. Are you happy with your direction of travel and your potential destination? These are important questions because We don't want to be the people who who just amble through life. We want to be intentional about our lives. Are we happy with the direction of travel and the potential destination of our lives? If we are not, then here's some things I want to throw out just as we begin this series. The first one is this. Become intentional. Can I encourage you? Do not live your life on autopilot. Don't, don't just amble through the forest of your life hoping that you'll end up in the destination that is godly and the destination that ultimately you want to be in. Be intentional. If you're not happy about where you're at with life right now, do something about it. As our central verse says in Proverbs 4.26, give careful thought to the paths that you're on. That means every time you're left with a decision to make, pause and think, where will this path take me? Every time you're tempted to respond or to act or to think in a certain way, stop and think, where will this pathway end up? When you're in that place where you've got an opportunity and on the outside it all looks good and shiny and great, but there's just a, a, a lack of peace in your life, you know you just don't have a peace of God about a situation, stop for a moment and think, where will I end up if I choose to walk down this pathway? Become intentional and give careful thought to the paths that you were on. The second thing is this, know that God can help you make a U-turn. You know, the best thing that you can do when you're heading down the wrong path is to turn right back again and head back to where you came from. It's what I should have done if pride hadn't stopped me in 2008. To just retrace your steps and, and to go back to where you once were. Here's the reality that God can help you to retrace your steps. There's a guy in the Bible called Jonah. We all know Jonah, but here's the problem. So often with Jonah, we reduce him to just being a kid's church story. We reduce him to being, you know, let's color in the, the big fish that Jonah was in and, and that's all well and good. But, do you know, there's so much application of the, the, the story of Jonah for our lives as adults. Because Jonah was left with two paths that he could walk down. And it was a clear path where God was saying, this is the path that I have for your life. This is the direction that I want you to travel. But Jonah, for a number of different reasons, chose not to go down the pathway that God had called him to. And ran directly in the opposite direction. And here's something that we learn from Jonah. That when you go down the wrong path, God can reroute you. Amen? I remember preaching years ago when we were still in Haven Academy and someone reminded me of it last year. Somebody who used to be in our church community and we were driving somewhere and he says, do you remember that message that you shared? And I shared a message that God is a whole lot more like a sat-nav than he is an AA route planner. And what I mean by that is this, that we all know what a sat-nav is, right? Whether it's a TomTom or a, a sat-nav in our car. And we've got a GPS system and so you're driving... And you can be driving somewhere and if you make a a, a wrong turn or if you ignore the turn or whatever it might be, you'll be in that place where because it stands for Global Positioning System, it knows where you are. And so it can reroute you. You've got that annoying voice where it says, do a U-turn when possible. We've all been there, right? And it will reroute you to where you need to be. Now, if you think of an AA route planner, and if you're younger, we used to... Actually, we were talking about it yesterday, but you used to be able to send off for uh, AA and you used to get this, this set of directions that would come before you even printed it off your computer. Way back, you used to write off and get these directions that were sent to you and you'd like, pull it out and see it. Now, if you had that or if you printed them off the internet, you know, they may not even be right in the first place, but God forbid that you missed your turn in. Because a piece of paper can't rewrite itself. You are lost in that moment. Listen, God is more like the Sat Nav than he is the AA route planner. What I mean by that is no matter how messed up you've messed up your life, no matter how many wrong turns you've taken, no matter how many wrong pathways you've walked down, and everybody else said, don't go down that pathway. Your spirit said, don't go down that pathway. But you chose to walk down that pathway. It doesn't matter how lost you are right now. God can reroute you through his grace. God can bring bring you back to where you need to be amen Amen. and you ask Jonah he'll take some pretty drastic ways if he needs to by you know put Jonah in the belly of a fish and spat him out on the fourth day into the beach why because God has a heart that says I want you on the right path don't let anybody tell you the falsity that you need to work your way back to God or you need to, to try and find how to get yourself out of this mess. God, through his grace, and a grace that we don't really deserve, but God, through his grace, can take you from where you are and bring you right back to where you need to be and actually accelerate you to a place through his grace and his mercy where you are in a destination you never thought possible and you don't feel like you deserve. It doesn't matter. That's why somebody can come to God on their deathbed. And God can pick them up no matter how messed up their life has been and reroute them to that place of salvation god can take the, the, the vilest sinner over here who's who's in the pig style and can suddenly pick them up and bring them back I, I want to encourage you over people that you're believing for do you know what over our lives whatever it might be god can reroute you no matter how lost and broken you may feel right now now when he does that through his grace here's what our response needs to be we need to start to follow god's directions now, again, I know that may seem incredibly simplistic, but sometimes it's the simple things that we neglect to do, and it's the simple things that are so incredibly important. So are we in the Word of God on a daily basis? Are we just thinking on a Saturday night, oh, where's my Bible? We've got church tomorrow. Where, where's my, where did I put my Bible? Or are we people who are in the Word of God on a daily basis? Not, not to feel religious, not to tick a box, but because we're seeking God's wisdom, we're seeking God's direction for our life. When, when we have a decision to make, when we have different pathways that we could go down, do, do we automatically go to the Bible or do we first go to our, our friends and our family and, and social media to find out what their opinion is? We've got to be reading the word of God on a daily basis, not to feel religious, but in order to find out his directions for our life. Now, you may be a fairly new follower of Jesus and you say, well, well, where do I start with that? You know, God's wisdom is everywhere throughout his word. You read the Gospels, you listen to what Jesus says, you, you read the letters of Paul, God's wisdom is there. But a great place to be in as well is the book of Proverbs. And when you read the book of Proverbs, some of them won't make sense to you. But as you journey, through, you, you get God's wisdom for different areas of your life. Now, there's 31 Proverbs 31 chapters in Proverbs so you can read one every single day and on a few months you may have to read two in one day but it's okay it will do you some good it won't harm you it's okay but a great practice to get into not again religiously because anything that we start off with great intentions we can turn into a religious activity but I'm talking about just having that wisdom of God as I open up your word today and being in the book of Proverbs every single day and hearing God's wisdom for your life Proverbs 3 5 to 6 says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. And you know, so often we end up going down the wrong path because we chose to listen to our own understanding. We chose to live according to what parents have told us before, or different people around our lives, or friends chose us to put us on that pathway. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Now, listen to this seek His will in all you do. And he will show you which path to take. You know, when we seek God's will, which we know is revealed primarily in his word, he will show us which paths to take. You may be able to make the dumbest decision of your life. You read the, the book of Proverbs or a, another part of God's word and it gives us his wisdom for that situation. And suddenly you realize, that's not his will for my life. I'm, I'm going to choose to go in this direction instead. And it may go against natural understanding. It may go against what other people have told me, but I know that this is God's pathway for my life. Start to follow God's directions. The fourth thing is this. Know that you might be in the minority, But that's okay. This is so important because do you know what? When you walk down a narrow pathway of faith, here's what you've come to learn, and I don't need to teach you this. You know this for yourself. There won't be many people with you. That's why church is so key. That's why the body of Christ is so important because most of the week, you're walking on this narrow pathway and you look around and in your workplace or wherever you might be, there's not many people on that pathway with you. And sometimes when you're on this narrow road, it feels like everybody else is almost, feels like you're getting pushed to one side and the other because everybody else is pushing past you, desperately running in the opposite direction. Listen, just because there's more of them running in the opposite direction doesn't mean that you're in the wrong. Sometimes it will feel like you're swimming against the tide. Sometimes that's not just in the workplace, sometimes that's not just in culture and society. Do you know, sometimes it will feel, if we're honest, that you're swimming against the tide in your family. It will feel like sometimes you're swimming against the tide, maybe even in your marriage in the decisions that you're making and everybody else feels like they're going in the opposite direction. Jesus said, oh, there's not many people on this narrow path, but on the other path that there's loads of people and it's broad and it's easy and there's so many people on that road. Listen, just because there's so many people on that pathway doesn't mean they're in the right. And we can get confused about thinking that numbers mean that it's right. Listen to what the Word of God says, Proverbs 14 verse 12. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. You know, if you look at the account of Noah, for over a hundred years there were warnings that were being given out. And yet only eight people survived because everybody else was heading in the wrong direction. Sometimes it will feel in your neighborhood, in your workplace, in your friendship circles, maybe even in your family and in your marriage, that you are in the minority. But that's okay as long as you are walking on God's path. And here's the final point. George, you can come up. We're going to wrap this up and pray. Keep walking, and you will go from strength to strength. Psalm 84, 5 to 7 says, Blessed and greatly favored. Is the man whose strength is in you, whose, in whose heart are the highways, the pathways to Zion. Passing through the valley of weeping, they make it a place of springs. The early rain also covers it with blessings. They go from strength to strength, increasing in victorious power. Each of them appears before God in Zion. Okay, show of hands, how many of you want to go from strength to strength? Yeah, we want to be increasing in victorious power in our life. And and if you know that you are on the right path today, can I encourage you, no matter how difficult it gets, no matter how difficult the terrain feels, no matter how many people are are pushing against you to go in the opposite direction, you feel like you're in the minority wherever you are, can I encourage you, keep going. When life feels tough, keep going. Going if you're on God's pathway, because God's promises that this pathway that is His is going to cause you to end up in a place of life, in a place of abundance, in a place of overwhelming victory. It's a pathway that will take you from strength to strength, where you increase in victorious power. So, as we kick off this series, let me ask that question of you again today. Be honest with yourself, we're not going to stick a microphone in your face. Be honest with yourself today what path are you on and where will it take you are you happy with your direction of travel and where you may potentially end up because who you are today is a result of the pathways that you've previously walked on but who you will be in your future if you look down the line of your life and you see The future of who you are, who you will be in your future will be determined by the pathways that you choose to go down today. God is not mocked. A man reaps what they sow. What are you sowing into your future? What direction are you traveling down? We're going to continue this over the next couple of weeks looking at different pathways that God calls us to walk on. But I want us to pray. In this moment just as we start this series and we step into this week and we think about this message today and and, and i want you to be asking yourself that question throughout this week god what, what pathway am i on where is it taking me to be asking yourself am i happy with the direction of travel in my life now for those of you who you say as i've been talking do you know what i am on the wrong path i am on the wrong path in my life right now I want to pray for you that you would know that there is a God who can reroute your life no matter how lost you may feel right now no matter how many mistakes you've made no matter how many wrong turnings you've gone down no matter how many alleyways you've ended up in and it's a sac and you don't know which way to turn God can reroute your life He can restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten Amen He can bring you back to a place of great strength Now for others of you you may be in a place where you are seeking wisdom on your future and I pray that as you begin to open up God's word even this week God's wisdom is going to become rhema in your life you're going to open up the word of God and it's going to be leaping off a page at you that you will know I'm on the wrong pathway here or I'm on the right pathway I need to just continue or this is God's wisdom for my life and for those of you who you know you are on the right path But it feels so difficult right now. It feels so almost burdensome, and not because of what God's done in your life, but just because of the weight of choosing to go in the right direction. Jesus said it's not always easy. Jesus said in this world, being his followers, we would face difficulty. That's not a message that's often preached. Often people preach, give your life to Jesus and everything will be okay, it'll be amazing. Jesus said, come follow me and you will have trials and tribulations. It just doesn't sell as many CDs when they save that, right? That's the reality. But Jesus said, the way that we've called to walk, it's not always easy, it's difficult. It means making some choices where you're going in the direction that's contrary to every single person around your life. And if that's you and you say, you know, it's just difficult right now, I want to pray for you as well. Let's just bring this moment before our Father in heaven. Heavenly Father, I thank you your goodness. I thank you for your word. Lord, I thank you that you haven't left us without directions. You haven't left us aimlessly wandering through life, but you have given us your compass. You have told us which way to go. Your Lord, your word is truly a lamp unto our feet. And Lord, even in this short series, as we choose to consider the path for our feet, as we choose to give careful thought to those things, Heavenly Father, I pray For those who feel like they are going the right way, know that your your Holy Spirit is guiding them in a certain direction and it may go against everybody else and it may go against human wisdom but they just know your holy spirit is guiding them in that direction father i pray strength upon them when they feel that it's difficult when they feel like they're going in a different route to everybody else but they know it's you father i thank you for your strength in their life to keep walking the life that you have called them to walk knowing that they will go from strength to strength increasing in victorious power lord for those who need your wisdom right now heavenly father through your holy spirit and your word May you just give an abundance of wisdom. Your word says in the book of James that if we lack wisdom, we're to come before you and you will give it to us generously. Heavenly Father, that's what we're asking right now. We just take you at your word and we say, God, you said if we lack wisdom to come to you, we're coming to you right now. We ask you, Holy Spirit, would you pour out your wisdom upon us as to which pathways to take, knowing that these steps are so important for our future and future generations too. And Lord, for those who just feel like they are in a place where they have ended up in the wrong place, they've walked down the wrong pathways, they've made the wrong decisions, they've made mistakes, or maybe they just accidentally just drifted away, just like somebody walking in a forest can slowly just drift away from the natural path. Father, for those who have just drifted away from you and and from the first love that they had, Heavenly Father, I thank you that you would reroute them to where they need to be for your grace. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We worship you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, that this word would be like a seed in the hearts of people, Lord, and it will germinate and we'll meditate on it this week and it will grow into a healthy harvest in our lives. In your mighty name we pray. Amen.